From North State Public Radio, I'm Ava Norgrove with your headlines for Wednesday, February 14th. The Butte County Board of Supervisors has voted to approve a letter opposing AT&T's request to end many North State landline services. NSPR's Eric Adams reports the letter is headed to the California Public Utilities Commission. The vote was unanimous. Supervisor Bill Connolly said while he recognizes AT&T's quick response to restoring landlines after local wildfires, he opposes its request. Still, in case the CPUC approves it, Connolly suggested the letter ask for AT&T to give affected communities some other option. In other words, if you're going to pull out of an area, you have to provide cell service. That seems reasonable. Supervisor Tammy Ritter proposed another addition. I think that there should be an ask in our letter as well um, that if they are to move forward, that they are providing all 37,000 plus households with an alert FM and the ongoing maintenance for it. That's a device that can receive emergency alert notifications. Because that's the only way we're going to have to notify folks in the, in a case of an emergency. The CPUC is holding public hearings on AT&T's request through the end of March. In Chico, I'm Eric Adams. The Chico Police Department is offering a signing bonus of up to $80,000 for experienced dispatchers. According to reporting from Action News Now, the money comes from the general fund and is already in the department's budget. Cities and counties throughout the North State are finding it difficult to offer competitive salaries and are chronically understaffed. In December, the Butte County Sheriff's Office began offering $30,000 signing bonuses to new hires and saw a surge in job applicants. Also, Pacific Gas and Electric Company has canceled a planned power outage for the weekend. PG&E says the change is due to incoming weather and the need for crews to respond to storm-caused power outages. The previously planned outages were to replace power poles and trim trees in Clipper Mills, Laporte, and Strawberry Valley. The company says they'll be rescheduled. And in other news, a technical glitch is blocking students who are U.S. citizens but whose parents aren't from completing their federal financial aid applications, or FAFSA. The snag is likely preventing tens of thousands of Californians from applying for both federal and state aid. CalMatters higher ed reporter Michael Zinstein explains. California has probably the largest number of families where the student is a citizen, but the parents aren't. For this particular version of FAFSA, parents who want to put in their income information are being blocked because they don't have a social security number. And because they can't proceed with the process, then the students' FAFSA applications can't go through, which means that at the moment they're not submitting the form that will get them federal financial aid and state financial aid. Students are freaking out. High school counselors who help students apply for um, financial aid are freaking out. Financial aid directors of universities in California are freaking out. Everyone is freaking out. That's CalMatters' Michael Zinstein. California Insurance Commissioner Ricardo Lara has promised sweeping changes to try to fix the state's insurance market and convince companies to offer more coverage. Now he's released the first set of proposed rule updates. To explain, here's the California Report's Danielle Venton. This is the first of several packages of rule changes planned for this year. The Department of Insurance says the goal is to clarify and modernize what insurance companies have to submit to get rate changes approved. The current requirements can be a source of confusion and delay and are one of the problems companies have cited in dropping coverage in California. 
Major insurers, including Allstate, State Farm, and Farmers Insurance, have been trying to reduce their liability in the state after heavy losses from wildfires. A public hearing on the changes is set for March 26. For the California Report, I'm Danielle Venton. Gray wolves continue to filter into California, mostly from Oregon. According to the Department of Fish and Wildlife, two new families of wolves have established in the North State, one in Plumas County and one in Lassen County. This brings the total known gray wolf population in the state to about 45 individuals. Wolves have been absent from California for 100 years, following an aggressive campaign to eliminate them. It wasn't until 2011 that a new wolf was seen again in California. Gray wolves are currently listed as an endangered species. And as of January, California was behind in terms of snow up in our mountains, which is concerning because as that snow melts, it's a major source of water for the state. So were these recent storms enough to catch us up? Elliest science reporter Jacob Margolis has an answer. Nope. We're at 52% in normal for April 1st, which is the end of our rainy season. So if the snow stopped now, we'd be in very rough shape for the year ahead. On top of that, climate change. Temperatures have been consistently warmer than average, meaning snow melts faster than it would in the past, jeopardizing one of our biggest stores of water. The good news? Another storm appears to be on the way this week. So we have another shot to catch up. For LAist 89.3, I'm Jacob Margolis. Finally, striking workers in California could get unemployment benefits under a new bill. If that sounds familiar, it's because it is, as CAP Radio's Nicole Nixon reports. A similar bill was introduced last summer at the tail end of the drawn-out Hollywood strikes and many other labor disputes. The legislation would have allowed workers to collect unemployment if those disputes went on for more than two weeks. But Governor Gavin Newsom vetoed the bill, saying California's unemployment fund is already $20 billion in debt. Democratic State Senator Anthony Portentino authored the bill and says reintroducing it sends a message of support for workers who did strike. Nicole Nixon, Cap Radio News. And those are your headlines for Wednesday, February 14th. Our theme song is Burrow and courtesy of Blue Dot Sessions. For more local and state news, head to our website, mynspr.org. For NSPR News, I'm Evanora Grove.